Eureka by John Thomas, Volume 1, Chapter 3, Section 2 To the Angel of the Ecclesia in Philadelphia Also, to the Angel of the Ecclesia in Philadelphia, write, These things saith the Holy One, the True One, He having the key of the David, opening, and no one shutteth, and he shuts, and no one openeth. I have observed thy works. Behold, I have placed before thee a door which hath been opened, and no one is able to shut it, because thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Behold, I give up out of the synagogue of the Satan them who say they are Jews, yet are not, but do lie. Behold, I will cause them that they come and have prostrated themselves before thy feet, and that they may have known that I have loved thee seeing that thou hast kept the word of my awaiting. I also will keep thee from the hour of the trial, being about to come upon the whole habitable, to prove them who dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast what thou hast, that no one may have seized upon thy coronal wreath. The victor, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my deity, and he shall not at all go away out more. And I will write upon him the name of my deity, and the name of the city of my deity, the new Jerusalem, which descendeth out of the heavens from my deity, even my new name he having an ear to hear. Let him hearken to what the Spirit saith to the Ecclesias. Chapter 3, verses 7 to 13. This epistle of the Spirit, like all the rest, is to the Ecclesias, or associations of the called, in all the habitable of the fourth beast dominion, through the angel presbytery of the Ecclesia in Philadelphia. How many ruling and gift-possessing brethren the Philadelphian angel consisted of cannot be told. We may conjecture, however, that there were not fewer than seven to each of whom was given grace, or a spiritual gift, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. This official seven may be enumerated as constituted of an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, an inworker of power, a healer of disease, a helper or discerner of spirits, a linguist, and an interpreter. These ranked in the order I have stated them, 
and being all inspired men, constituted a a star of divine brightness to all in Philadelphia, disposed to avail themselves of its light. They were what Paul styles in his letter to the Philippians, the episkopoi and diakonoi, the overseers and servants of the flock. And it is worthy of remark that no accusation is brought against them, as in the case of the angels of Ephesus, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, and Laodicea, which were troubled with pastors of ambitious and haughty manners, and others who sought to figure as such as a means of emolument at the general expense, merchandisers of souls, who saw no more in godliness than the lucre to be gained. The Holy and True In the epistle before us, the Spirit presents himself as the Holy One and True One, as the Holy One of whom the prophets spake. In the vision which Isaiah saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, he styles Yahweh the Holy One of Israel. Chapter 1, verse 4. He predicted that Judah would turn his back upon him, and that if a very small remnant had not been left, the nation would have become like Sodom and Gomorrah, and would have partaken of their fate. This remnant is that portion of the Jews which accept Jesus of Nazareth as the Holy One of Ale, who in Apocalypse 1 verse 18 says, I am the first and the last and the living one, and I was dead, and behold, I am living for the aeons of the aeons, the Amen. This is the ale give bore, the hero power, or mighty God, to whom Shir Yashuv, or the remnant shall return, called the remnant of Jacob, which shall stay upon Yahweh, the Holy One of Israel. Isaiah 10, verses 20 and 21. If the reader peruse this prophet attentively, he will see that the Eternal Spirit, who styled himself Yahweh at the bush, identifies himself with the Holy One, as in the form quoted, Yahweh, the Holy One of Israel. But in Hosea 11 verse 9, the Spirit saith, I will not return to destroy Ephraim, for I am Ale, and not man, the Holy One in the midst of Israel. Now, in Isaiah 10 verse 17, 
A distinction is apparent between Yahweh and the Holy One. Yahweh is there presented as the light of Israel for a fire, and the Holy One as his Holy One for a flame. But in chapter 43, verse 3 and 11, he saith to Israel, I am Yahweh thine Elohim, the Holy One of Israel, thy Saviour. I, even I, Yahweh, and beside me there is no Saviour. Yet the Spirit saith to Ael, concerning his flesh, or his soul, My flesh shall dwell in confidence, for thou wilt not leave my soul in Sheol, the place of the dead, nor wilt thou permit thy godly one to see corruption. Psalm 16 verse 9 Here the godly one, in death, the spirit styles his flesh, or his soul. That dead flesh, or soul, was not the Holy One. But when that mortal and corruptible flesh, or soul, was made alive by the spirit of Ale, it became the Yahweh Elohim, the Holy One of Israel, or Yahweh and his Holy One, the light, the fire, and the flame of Israel. That which has been born out of the Spirit is Spirit. The Spirit Logos first became flesh, and at its resurrection that flesh became Spirit and therefore the Holy One and the True One. For the Spirit is holiness and truth. The glorified Jesus is the Logos or Divine Spirit in Holy Spirit flesh, Pneuma Hagiosenes, the Holy and True One. Before he was perfected by spirit, in speaking the words of the spirit, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And the reason he gave was that he was in the Father, and the Father in him. John 14 verses 6, 9, and 10. In reference to this Elohel manifestation of the truth, John says, We know that the Son of the Deity hath come, and hath given to us understanding that we may know the True One, and we are in the True One, in his Son, Jesus anointed. The same is the true deity, 
and the life of the aeon, or aeon life. First Epistle 5, verse 20. To be in him is the way. Therefore he is the way. The true deity is the anointed Logos in flesh, styled Jesus anointed, and therefore the truth. And the aeon life is Christ our life, and therefore the life. The law was given through Moses, the gracious gift and the truth came through Jesus anointed, John 1 verse 17. He that saw Jesus did not see that gift and truth, which was deity. John plainly declares this in the next verse, for he says, No one hath seen deity, or the Godhead, the fountain and origin of all things, at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he hath revealed him. Paul also testifies the same thing in 1 Timothy 6 verse 16, saying, No man hath seen, nor can see him. The revealer, then, is the faithful and true witness. And what he saith about the deity, his purposes, and so forth, is the truth. And that truth, in its power, wisdom, and fullness, was deposited in Jesus. For it pleased that all the fullness should dwell in him. The law contained the form of the knowledge and of the truth. It was only a shadow of future things, a figure for the time then present, the patterns of the things in the heavens, the antitypes of the true. But the knowledge and the truth and the heavenly things themselves, constituting the body or substance, are of the anointed. Without the anointing, there is nothing.